0: Joining me on the Eagle is Phil Collin, guitarist of Def Leppard, who uh, will be returning to our Bay Area in June. Phil, I want to ask you for starters, uh, we're thrilled that you are beginning the tour in Tampa Bay, Florida at Tampa Amp. Who made that decision?
1: Uh, the promoter, you know, they're never really down to us, that that type of stuff. It's like, you know, what kind of works and what venues are available and the routing and all that stuff, you know, it's just obviously nothing to do with us at all, so... Do do you guys,
0: Phil? Do you decide who you want to go out with? I mean, I'm assuming it you do because you don't want personality conflicts. But you know, you're going out with uh stick and sticks and Tesla this time. I think that's a very good package.
1: It is, yeah. And we we sure with both those bands, and and you know, it really comes down same deal, really. You nice. Know, it's only, you know, we don't sit there and go, "Pile me a grave. I want this person to come with me." You know, it, <laughs> it kind of who's available, who can do it, and and that's really what it comes down as a list, and that and. And, and that pretty much has, has happened throughout the career. It's like, these guys are available for touring, and, and it's, it's interesting that it's, it's always a fairly small list. You know, it's not like because most people are actually busy, and you have to, you have to grab them when you can. So uh, now this works great. We toured with Tesla back in the eighties for about, about a year, actually, and um, and they were the first people band that ever played on our in the round stage because they were the opening act. So they were they were like sacrificial lambs. So it's, it's kind of cool to hook up with them again.
0: Phil, let me throw you a curveball uh, early on. If I were to ask you who would be a bigger influence on early Def Leppard, maybe even mid Def Leppard, would it be Thin Lizzy or glam rock? If you had to choose one,
1: yeah, it'd be glam rock. You know, I mean, there was so many bands were influenced by Thin Lizzy as we were, but we wanted to do something a little different. You know, you found that the bands were, were were being kind of influenced by Thin Lizzy sounded like them, and, and we, we just took, you know leaders and notes from them and and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I think the glam rock thing had had such a... Certainly on me and Joe, it had had such a huge impact.
0: No doubt. I want to talk about albums, past and and future. Specifically, let's start with Hysteria. In the Hysteria sessions, did you guys know midway through that this was going to be the album that that truly was the epic album for Def Leppard?
1: Um, We knew it was going to be different. I think, you know, when, when we started... That album, it was it, you know, it took ages to do. But uh, Mutt Langer said, "Look, let's not make Pyromania Part Two because every other rock band in the world is doing that. They're, they're kind of copying that. So let's let's do something that's just radically different." And it was a bit of a, a, a chance, really. It was it was a gamble because um, actually, when it first came out, it, it kind of didn't really do anything, and everyone's going, "Oh, just lying and saying rock and roll and all all of these things." And all of a sudden. You know, everyone's blowing smoke up you. Know, like a, a year later, when it when it goes to number one twice and has you know seven singles off of it, so it was um it was an interesting thing. But like I said, it was a bit of a gamble. But um, uh, really, it was was down halfway through it. I, I thought it was really special. I actually, it, it started taking on that kind of a, a a thing of its own. You know, it was, it was an entity, you know, like a living, breathing entity, you it know, kind of. Uh, the songs were different, and it, we thought, if this if this goes, it's going to really go, and it did. Fortunately.
0: So you kind of knew track after track, then that, well, that one felt pretty good and sounded pretty good, and then all of a sudden you had another track in, in the can, and then all you know, you look like you got four or five done, and it's like, wow, this is really starting to sound pretty good.
1: Yeah, like you know, I remember playing my mum one of the, the early versions of Love Bites, and it brought her to tears. So and I thought, wow, that's, that's weird. That's never happened before. So. uh, It it, it had had a kind of... It had special elements to it. You know, you play it to it. and I hadn't really heard that before. It was like an absolute, you know, hybrid of of hard rock and, you know, like Queen and ACDC and a hybrid of that, but also pop and and, and stuff that was happening, you know, on the radio. Everything from Prince to the police, you know. It it was just a blend of everything. And it kind of... It really worked. It was um, very open-minded. And I I think that was... That was probably the main reason why it kind of was so successful. You know, at that time, it was very, very brave and, and just had, a, had an open-minded kind of feel about it, about what, what we're doing. We, we weren't kind of put off by by other influences that, that rock bands usually are.
0: It was an amazing uh, effort, no doubt. Um, I want to fast forward, Phil, and we're talking to Phil Collin of Def Leppard. I want to fast forward to uh, 2015, the year that we are in. You have something coming out, uh, Def Leppard, what, later this year?
1: We do, yeah. Um, we're still working on it. I actually just got back from from Dublin, Ireland. We was um, putting finishing guitar touches on it, and, and we've we've done so many backing vocals on this album. It's like it sounds like a monster. Um, <laughs> we're really thrilled with it. I think it's the best thing we've done in years, and it's um it's really exciting. The, the, the guitar stuff, the the heavy stuff's really heavy and, and loud and aggressive. And, you know, the interesting thing, we started off, we thought we were going to do, like, one or two songs. We, we were like, that's a bit weird, these days, and you know, no one really buys and no one's really interested. And um, we got 12 songs together, so we thought, well, we're not going to stop. We're, not, we're certainly not going to stop the, an inspiration or a flow or anything. So we, we ended up with 15 songs, and there's going to be 14 on the album.
0: Is that your chosen, oh um, has to be, I would think, uh, studio in Dublin? Is that where you do most of the recording?
1: It is. You know, it's, it's at Joe's place, and uh, he, he got uh, it after the Hysteria tour. And, um, you know, after we'd, we'd spent so much money in studios, it kind of stung a little bit. Well, it stung a lot, actually. And, and <laughs> Joe said, look, you know, yeah. can't be doing this anymore. And, and so we, we go there, and it's kind of there. Our home base, if you like. We've yeah. We've done so much stuff there, you know, and, and parts of albums and whole albums and everything. So uh, I even done the first Man Ray's album there. So, you know, it, it's great. It's a, a real blast now, very, like being at home, and we, we have a great time. Cool.
0: You are also, Phil, working on a an side project of sorts, a blues album. Tell us about that.
1: Um, it's called Delta Deep, and it started off as as a blues Album. Um, me and my wife's godmother, Debbie Blackwell Cook. Um, she uh, she sang at our wedding. She's been singing since she was two in the church and everything. She sang with you know, Luther Vandross and Michael Bublé and all of that. And she just sings all the time. So when she's at her house, we just kind of start singing and, and playing guitar and and it kind of we, we ended up doing a charity event in the Gerson Institute in San Diego. We done an acoustic thing and everyone's going, Oh my God, where can you buy this? Where can we get this? And we're like, well, it's just us goofing off. So we actually started writing some songs. And before you know it, it, it ended up being more, um, more sounding more like a um, Zeppelin with Tina Turner singing on it. If you wow. can imagine that. Like <laughs> Zeppelin one or two with, with either Aretha or, or Tina singing on it. And that's what it sounds like. And it's, um, and then we got, you know, uh, Robert DeLeo, who plays in Stone Temple Pilots. He, he played bass and we recorded You know, with him and and, uh, the drums was Forrest Robinson and he he used to play with the Crusaders. Uh, uh, I met him playing with India RE, which was was years ago, and he's just amazing. So the whole thing has this kind of really heavy, loud, aggressive, and it's not really blues, it's kind of, you know, it's as blues as Zeppelin was, if you like. Some of it sounds very blues-ish, but it's just got a, a different kind of aggression to it as well.
0: I can't wait to hear it. No doubt. Now, Def
1: Leppard. It's really fun. Uh,
0: Def Leppard, Sticks in Tesla, Tampa Amp, June twenty third. Tickets went on sale last weekend, and uh, we're real excited. Before we talk a bit about the show this time out, I want to ask you: When you guys go back out, let's say you know you've been off for I don't know. Of course, you guys but work a lot, but uh, still, when when you know you're going out on a major tour, is there a certain conditioning uh, process or do you guys have to work out a lot or do you have to, you know, uh, really kind of, not necessarily get in shape, but get ready for the tour physically?
1: I mean, I do. I mean, I I pretty much do kind of year round, but I, um, yeah, for this tour, I'm, yeah, getting into shape. It really helps because – you know, you, it's all the travelling and stuff, and it just makes it easier, makes it a lot easier, just to to, to get up there when, when you're in in good shape. So uh, I, I do that. I mean, everyone's different. I, I can't really speak for everyone in the band. Everyone does different things to to, to prepare themselves. You know. Yeah, I, I certainly
0: do. Yeah, well, I think, well, you know, night after night, and uh, you know, you see you guys just, you know, pouring out, uh, you know, gallons of sweat. It's like, man, somehow they have got to condition themselves because that I always noticed with, you know, with Mick Jagger when the Stones would go back out. I mean, he was always at the top of his game.
1: Absolutely, I, I mean, it's it's amazing, and 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 you you look at it, and it's actually it's inspiring to see. I, I think if he didn't do that, and there's someone, I've seen some bands and they're struggling, and it's um. You don't want to go and see that, you know. It's not. It's not cool for the band, you know. It's, like, it's not cool for your image. And yeah, like I said, I, I wouldn't want to go and see someone who, who, who kind of uh, who can't be bothered to get get it together for for their audience. So yeah, yeah I, I think it you know speaks volumes.
0: And I think the audience can tell because a band that will go unnamed, we're here about three or four months ago, and uh, you could tell that they they were tired, they were out of shape, they didn't care, the vocals were off, and it was just like they were kind of going through the motions, and it was like, wow, you know, you probably should have left the audience wanting more as opposed to going out and just, you know, laying out a mediocre product.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: Uh, now, tell us a little bit about, um, have you guys kicked around a set list yet? I know we're still, you know, a few months away, but do you have you kind of put together what you're going to be doing perhaps from the new album, and God knows you've got a grab bag full of hits to choose from for whatever you want to fill the set up with.
1: Yeah, um, we're not going to play new songs until the album's actually released. So it's, it's probably going to, we're trying to get it finished for April when, when we hit Canada, you know, that was the first, date, and um, we, we, we're we going to miss that deadline, so um, it'll come out while we're on tour at some point, so we, we're going to hold off on on the new song for live yet, but um, we are going to dig into some when we done the, the Viva Hysteria thing in Vegas, you know, we had, had a pool of about 30-odd songs and, you know, real deep cuts and stuff that we hadn't played and that we'd never played, or, or stuff that hadn't been played for years, so I think we're going to grab a few of them and kind of Randomly throw a few of them in every, every other night or so.
0: How does it make the band feel, Phil, when you guys are in a particular song and the the, the audience actually is singing along with your songs? How's that feel?
1: Well, that's great. I mean that's why you, you're in a band in the first place. If you can actually get people to do that, that's, uh, that's the ultimate compliment and you know that's better a, that's of a, a, the artistic expression, that's the full circle completed type thing. So yeah, that's what you wish for.
0: Yeah, I would think so. Well, we are plenty here uh, excited in Tampa Bay to uh, see you guys roll back through Def Leppard Sticks Tesla June 23rd. Tampa Amp It uh, is going to be some fun. Uh, speaking of being in shape uh, and conditioning, uh, Phil, I don't need to tell you, June in Tampa Bay, Florida, it's going to be pretty hot, pretty humid, so <laughs> you have, you better be ready to go.
1: Good. I, I, I love the hot. You know, I live in California, and I think that was one of the reasons I left England was the weather was driving me nuts. And, you uh, know, I love that. So, yeah, I always have a blast in, in Florida as well. It's great. Can't, can't be hot enough.
0: Very cool. All right, Phil, listen, uh, great catching up with you and, and safe travels, and we will have some fun when you arrive in Tampa Bay on June
1: 23rd. Sounds great. Thank you.